Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. Hi, Bethany. Hello. It has been so long since I have seen you in person more recently than I have seen your gorgeousness on Skype. It's been a while since we recorded. The last episode that we recorded was episode 72. We were camping. And so it was just a mini episode. You heard the sounds of nature a little bit. We were just recording it on my phone because, you know, obviously we didn't have our setup. It was our first time ever recording in person. Yeah, that was funny. It was Because usually we record on Skype. I know. And so when we're not recording, we don't Skype. Like if I'm going to talk to you on the phone and it's not on the podcast, I just like call you on the phone. We'll talk on the phone. No, that's not true. Sometimes we do Skype if if I'm making you organize while we talk. Oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I'm like, no, there's no more books I can get rid of. Move me over. Put me on the laptop. Move me over so I can see the bookshelf. <laughs> Uh, so we're so excited to be back to our format and talk about organizing, especially because our topic today deals directly with some mayhem in my classroom. Mayhem. This is, this is exciting. <laughs> Let's start by checking in with how you're doing. How are you doing? I am great. As some of you may have seen on Instagram, I had a birthday. Woo-hoo. and <laughs> So I had a nice birthday. Bethany had a card. I don't know if we need to go into all this, but she took a picture of the card that she was going to send me. This was not just a card that I like pulled out of my bin. Like I actually went to the store. I love Trader Joe's cards. I bought this card with Autumn in mind. I looked at it. I was like, oh, I think Autumn would really like this. And I bought it like two or three weeks before her birthday. I had it there on my counter. And then what happened, Autumn? You just forgot to send it. I forgot to send it. But that's okay. It doesn't bother me. And then I remember "Mm, she doesn't keep cards. So (laughs) that's not true. I keep cards for a week. They sit out on my entry table for one week. And then after a week has passed. You look at it and you say, mm, thank you. Well, Goodbye. that's not true. I have some cards. If you wrote something really gorgeous and beautiful that I need to keep to remind oh, myself. No pressure. Then it's in my box. If it's just a nice note, then it's usually, you know, I say goodbye to it. Your card box. Yeah, I have a, I have a little keepsakes box. I'm not that heartless. You're not heartless at all, but I just thought it was really funny. I actually did feel bad about forgetting to send the card, and then I forgave myself, and then I sent you a virtual gift. Because what I really wanted to do is go to coffee with you on your birthday and sit and have, just have a chat. So I was going to send you a gift card in the card, but then Starbucks is like, oh, don't you give up. There is a way that we can take your money. (laughs) So I was able to send it virtually through the app, so. And it worked perfectly because I got your email on the way to an organizing session. So then when I was done with my organizing session, I was like, oh my goodness, I get to have a Starbucks right now. And so it was perfect (laughs) because I got my Starbucks and then I had to go run my errands of the container store and and going to the donation center. So it worked out really great. Thank you for my gift. You're welcome. No need to send a thank you note. (laughs) Let's just. I wasn't even thinking about it. Your thank you has been received just like your gift has been received. 
Happy birthday. Thank you. You know, the funny thing that I need to remember is actually that you do like cards. And so that I should probably send you a card on your birthday. I do like cards. I love it. But we should talk about the card that I got you for your bridal shower because I picked it out special because I I found it at the dollar store. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Tell them why you picked this particular card. I'm getting there. (laughs) I picked out this card because it was pretty ugly. And I'm like, I need to get Bethany this ugly card so that she won't save it because I'm not the best card writer, honestly. So there's no reason to save my cards. I'm not like pouring out my heart in a card here. So when she opened the card, I'm like, I hope you throw this card away because it's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready for the next question, listeners? Did I throw it away? What do you think? Here's your poll, ready? hold on a second. Do you really have that ugly card still? Would you like me to pull it out and show it to you? I'd like for you to pull it out and throw it away. I didn't even write anything sweet in there. I am keeping all of my wedding cards, my shower cards, all of them, at least until around the time of our one-year anniversary. We're going to sit and pour over the cards and reminisce about our wedding. After that, I will throw away the card. Although maybe now I'm going to keep it because there's a story attached to it. See? You don't have to keep the card. We still have the story without <laughs> the card. <laughs> the card is not the story. Spoken like a true organizer. Your That card does not contain the memory. That's right. That memory is with you. Not this piece of paper, Bethany. <laughs> Bethany, we have other things to check in about. Okay. Trunk or treat is coming up quick. Oh, it's Friday. So that means the back of your car is cleaned out. We're ready to decorate. No. I came up with a solution for just in case I don't get the whole trunk cleaned out. What's that? Do you want me to tell you? Well, you wouldn't open your trunk. No, I'd still open it. Oh, you put blue paper over all the stuff? Nope. I have a red blanket. Can you guess what it's going to be? Well, if you didn't hear the episode where we talked about this, episode 71, then people wouldn't know that you had settled on Cookie Monster. So it's the tongue. Cookie Monster's tongue. Yes. Yes. So it's going to be a paper across the top with the eyeballs. And then across the bottom, it's going to be like, you know, his jaw, whatever. And then I'm going to put this red blanket. It's going to be like his tongue. But I'm going to put the paper close enough together so you can't really see it. But if you do, you'll see that it's a tongue. I I think this is a great compromise. I don't know that I've ever seen Cookie Monster's tongue, but I think what a great goal to still get my car cleaned out. But if I don't... I think it's very resourceful, Bethany. I just... Thanks. Sounds a little bit like procrastination. It might. It might have the air (laughs) of that. A novice might say that it would be me procrastinating. (laughs) I mean, is it really that big of a deal to get the errands done? Can you praise my creative spirit? I did, but your creative spirit is well known. I don't think it needs more praising. (laughs) Well, here's the mistake I think we made because all we did was set a deadline. We didn't actually schedule in your calendar what day you were going to get these errands done. You're right. Because I've realized the reason it's been so long since we've recorded is because you've had something every single weekend. I did. We haven't had a single weekend to record. And it's like both days. You've been busy every single weekend. Yeah, you're right. I've had some really, really busy weekends. If you're going to do a project like getting these errands done, you have to schedule it in your calendar. Otherwise, there's this amorphous deadline out there. Oh, by the beginning of October, I'm going to have this done. But it doesn't actually happen because you haven't carved out the time when you're going to do those things. Yes, that was our mistake. We needed to set a day that you were going to get it done, not just a deadline. Now we know. And if I don't get it done, there's the tongue idea. Well, didn't you say it's on Friday? Yeah, so, so I'm going to bust out the red tongue. <laughs> 
Well, we can't wait to see pictures. I will keep you updated. This is just a reminder, too, to myself and to others. You know, when I look at some of those ideas on Pinterest that are so over the top, and even I started looking at some Instagram pages of people who are in my same district. I saw one of their trunk or treat. There was one that was a school bus, and it was the magic school bus, and this teacher was all dressed up like Miss Frizzle, and I mean, it was decked out. I just realized that my goal for signing up for this, my whole goal was to build community in this new school, to get to know the families a bit more, to see my students all dressed up in their costume, and so to take some of that pressure off and try to enjoy it. Yes, I think that's good. And I am promising you this, that no matter what happens with Cookie Monster, I promise that I will share pictures. Great. And his red tongue. (laughs) And his red tongue. In July, right before school started, I shared on Instagram, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, you can find it at A to B podcast. We put these stories in the highlights. I shared over the course of a week how my classroom evolved, and I've really, really loved my classroom space. I think there are so many things that work about it, but there's two things that I've discovered really don't work about it. So I thought maybe I could troubleshoot that with you today. Yeah, I already know which one because I watched your Insta stories. (laughs) And you shared a picture of your desk. You talked about things piling up. And if I knew you weren't so busy working, I would have called you right then and be like, (laughs) can we talk about this desk right here? Yeah. Here is the reason, like one of the things that kind of put this on the radar What happened was we have these monthly awards and the secretary had given me the folder, which I had promptly said, great. And I put it on my desk and teachers are responsible for nominating a couple students, filling out this form and then turning it in. And you have like three or four weeks to do it. I get a call from the secretary and she's like, oh, I need your awards thing. I'm like, oh, great. When is that due? She's like, oh, a week ago. I was so embarrassed. And I was really frustrated with myself because I hadn't been able to like pause and be as thoughtful as I wanted to be. I already knew who I had in mind for the awards, but I shouldn't have been that late. And it gave her extra work. Mm -hmm. That was in September. So guess what happened in October? Uh Uh-oh. Same thing for the award certificate? The same thing. She called me and I said, oh, when is that due? She said it was due last week. You could hear in her voice that she was trying to be patient with me, but I was so embarrassed, not once, but twice. And I said, no, this is ridiculous. It's one thing if it's impacting me, but when it starts to impact other people, you know, if you are a teacher, well, actually, no matter what your profession, if there's a secretary, a receptionist, an administrative assistant, you know how many things they are juggling and how crucial they are to that organization. You do not want to upset them. And this woman is awesome and I want her to be able to rely on me that like, oh yeah, if I give this to Bethany, she'll turn it in. And two times I have proven that that's not the case. (laughs) So I was thinking we could talk a little bit about that because I know you always tell me, Autumn, if a system isn't working, that it's okay to revise it. Right. If something isn't working, it doesn't mean you're just stuck with this non-working situation. Sometimes people go straight to, I don't know how to organize. I don't know what I'm doing. That's not the self-talk we need. The point is, okay, this system doesn't work. Let's try something else. And this just happened with me recently because we had a system for homework with my two older girls or in early elementary, you're working with them on taking care of their homework. But in fourth and fifth grade, they started taking care of their own homework. So I kind of got rid of that homework system that we had going on. 
my youngest daughter is now in kindergarten and she has a packet due on Friday. Homework was just sitting on the dining room table for the whole week and it was annoying. And I'm like, wait a second. I know we used to have a spot for homework, but it was no longer there. It was in the garage. We'll put a picture of it in the show notes, but I think I've talked about it before. It's just a simple paper divider from Ikea. I got it out. I made a little spot for my kindergartner's homework. It was almost like, Bethany, having this homework sit on the dining room table the whole week gave permission for the rest of the house to fall apart. As soon as something was sitting on that dining room table, it's like, okay, well, then I'll just leave my other stuff over here because what does it matter? My house is a mess already. (laughs) Wait, just that packet thing started piling up? No, it was like a couple areas like that. As soon as you see that that area is out of place, it's like people have permission to, and myself included, okay, well, then I'll just leave this mail right here on the kitchen counter. (laughs) As opposed to if the house is picked up, you're like, oh, let me take care of this mail right now. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of like what we've talked about with your kitchen island. Yes, that's for sure. As soon as you have a couple things piling up, yeah. then it's like, well, let me just lay this down next to it. And I bet that's what happened to your desk. As soon as you get like a, a few papers there, you're like, well, then I'll just lay this on top of it because I'm going to get back to it. Yes, for sure. I'll sit down and look at this. Yeah. And I think we talked about this with meal planning even of like you can try something and if it's not working to keep tweaking it. Mm -hmm. This applies to any system. It is about taking that moment to pause. And I mean it. When the secretary called again and I just stood there, I was so embarrassed. I said, no, I have got to find a better system because, I mean, there's lots of professions, I'm sure. But as a teacher, so many things come in constantly announcements and papers it's just piles up and piles up and piles up and I, I'm like I must have had a system at my last school but this change to a new school with a new layout new system I need to get it together basically <laughs> it's okay. October the school year is not lost <laughs> okay remember way back in episode five we talked about kids paper and we made a little flow chart of like the paper comes in yes 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 okay like we display it. And then after that, do you want to save it or do you want to say goodbye to it? So what if we talked about something similar for like a flow chart for the paper that's coming into your desk, coming into your life as a teacher? You're talking about how the girls would bring paper home, a project that they completed. You could mentally refer to this flow chart, like knowing exactly where it went. It's not just going to go on the table. Right. Or like if there was papers about things that are happening at school, there were papers that you needed to sign and return, where would that go? And kind of making a similar type of flow for the papers that you get as a teacher. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I'm in. So I guess, Bethany, in order to make a flow chart, we need to know kind of what type of papers that you're getting stuck on. Okay. I think that's a good idea. When I think about paper coming into my classroom, I think about some broad categories. Something I just did recently, I set up these little mini drawers, you know, with the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. If we have a handout or if there's a certain thing we're doing that day, it goes into that drawer. That's great. And then there's a sixth drawer that I put things that are coming up. So like if I get a copy of something that's not until the next week or whatever, it'll go in that drawer. So the drawers are not too hard to pull out and get into, right? So the drawers are working well. Okay. So far. I just started that last week. So I feel like I have that. So then there's these other topics. One of the areas of paper that's coming. So do you want me to just list them kind of? Yeah, let's try that. Okay. So there's student paper. 
and Matt's paper that like work that they've done. I look all of it over and then some of it gets trashed if it's just like practice type thing. Then some of it stays with me for their memory book and then some of it goes home. Mm -hmm. So I need a kind of a flow for student paper. Then I have notes I get calendars and announcements and schedules. And so I feel like there's this category of notes and professional development papers, reference to read, calendar schedule, that's kind of all lumped together, right? Like this general paper that I need for reference, but right now it's just living on my desk and that doesn't seem like the right solution. Okay. Then there's student data, which I'm going to use a binder for. Okay. Then I have things like that are to-dos. So the folder from the secretary, right? I need a a place where that lives so that I know what to do with it and where it is at a a moment's notice. And then the other thing is like, let's say that I did something with the kiddos and I want to keep that master copy. I want to save those papers. So where do I save those papers? Some of it is digital. And so I could say, well, I'm going to print it again next year or something. But then sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to print this again. I have this copy you know, it's kind of a balance. Like, will I find the master copy next year when it's time to do it? Okay, so let's talk about first student work. There's student work that I have to review, and then some of it I keep for their, like, end-of-the-year memory book. Some of it gets returned to them. How do they turn their work into you? There's a basket. Okay, so can't that basket just hold that paper until you have time to check it? It does. I just need to be more timely about checking it. And then the thing with that paper is I go through it. I return some of it home. Some of it gets recycled. And then some of it, like maybe like a tenth of it, stays for their memory book. Okay, and then how do you organize the papers for their memory books? I don't have, I don't have, I used to have a file for it. So I think what I need to do is use one of those milk crate kind of things. Uh Because right now it's just kind of stacked like vertical, horizontal, vertical, horizontal. Do you have a milk crate? Yes. Okay. Get out a to-do list. Here's what we're doing. I got it. You're going to make a file for each child based on their numbers. So that way you don't have to change it next year. So it's one through? Six. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Do you have parent helpers? Not yet. No. Okay. So the parent helpers are going to file their memory papers in that milk crate file. Okay. Based on their numbers. The very first file is going to be labeled to file. And so the papers that need to be filed are going to be in that front file folder. And then when a parent helper comes in, then they'll file those papers 1 through 26. So then I have my holding spot for paper that gets returned to them. You already have that? Yeah. I have the zone of paper that goes out. Great. And then I'll have the milk crate that has the... I think, truthfully, I've got to do names. I know it's ideal to not have to change it every year, but the kids, at least not yet, they don't write their number on their paper. They just write their name. So maybe that's a Mm -hmm. a practice we could do is they start writing their number on there too so it gets to be easier to file. Well, I remember when I helped in a kindergarten class, the teacher just gave me a printout of their names with their number next to it. okay. And so the parent was in charge of figuring out their number. Got it. Okay. You can do their names, but we're just trying to save you work. Yeah, got it. You could always do numbers, and then you could do a quick label on top of the plastic file divider. Just one of those white labels that's easily peeled off. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so I think that's all the student paper we got covered, right? Yes. The next thing that you talked about were like calendar announcements. How do you usually write it? You have a paper calendar. Yes, So the wall behind my desk is actually a big bulletin board. And so I was like, oh, I'll just stick all the calendars up there. But I feel like really quickly bulletin boards can become stale. 
I think that's a big problem with bulletin boards is people tune it out because it's been there and they stop looking up there. Yeah. Maybe there's... Kind of like refrigerators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ask me some of the things that are on my fridge still. But I could post the calendar up on the wall if I wanted to and then just switch it out every week. Yeah, but would you use it up there? I feel like if you wrote it actually out in your calendar, that would be more useful to you. Yeah, because I actually reference it. You have to decide how you would use it. Yeah. So I think almost sticking things in your calendar that you need to write on your calendar could be a good solution. Okay. Because then you could even grab your calendar and you could write it at home while you're watching an Office episode because that's like a mindless task, but then it gets into your calendar. And I'm watching The Office. Yes. (laughs) By the way, quick plug, they just came out with this thing called The Office Ladies where two of the stars of The Office are now watching episode by episode and then talking about it. And they've only done the pilot. I rewatched the pilot and listened to the episode. It's great. It's called The Office Ladies. Just a quick little plug. We'll have to check it out. (laughs) Okay, so you put your things that you need to record on their calendar right in your agenda so that it forces you to record that in there. Okay. And then you would have another place for your like to-do items. Your to-do items now are just piled on your desk, right? Yeah. How are we going to make this so that you're actually going to go through it and not just be a catch-all basket? I think the two keys to success with this basket will be one – The only thing that goes in there are those things that we're talking about that are like action items. And to those action items or when I'm going to go through the folder has to live on the calendar. It has to be a regular routine. Yeah. Why don't you pick the day of the week right now on what day of the week are you going to do that? Wednesday is my specific day. Perfect. And then things that you've already read through and you might want to reference it later, it doesn't go in that to-do. Right, right, right. There's the key because then – it becomes so full with stuff that's like not actionable at the moment. Right. And you actually should also have another spot for things that you just want to read through. Okay. You probably don't have an action for it, but you want to read through it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So think about where you could put those things that you need to read through. Okay. So do we have a place for your to, to read stuff? Yes. Now that could also be something that comes becomes very stale. Yeah. It could be something that you take home and read. I know, but sometimes when you get home, this last thing that you want to do is start reading about <laughs> schoolwork because then your brain will start turning and you're not actually taking a break right, from right. working. I really like to read stuff having to do with school in the morning. It's happened a couple times this year so far where I've had like a calmer morning and I'm like having a cup of coffee and I just read a quick article. It's remarkably calming. Now, I'm going to tell you, this has only happened three mornings because normally mornings are like go, go, go. But it happened that this morning I was really well prepared. I got there early. It was so nice. Can I schedule that like once a month? Maybe once a week. Oh. (laughs) So make a little to-read basket. Put that by the area that you like to read it. So I know you have that little um, center's desk. Yeah. So maybe go by that. Yeah. Not necessarily on your desk. Okay. Okay. And then we talked about student data going into a binder. Yes. And we talked about also professional development work kind of living in a binder as well. I feel like when I go to a conference, the thing I like best is just taking notes. So I I just kind of need a standard notebook, which I have, where that's where I take notes in. And it just kind of keeps going in there. The difference is in that notebook, it's like notes that I took or ideas that then I reference. But I can't also make that my to-do notebook, which is what has happened. I'll make to-do lists in there. But then they get lost amid like my notes from staff meetings and conferences and that kind of thing. Those have to be separate from my brain. 
you have to kind of make a decompression time after professional development. Yes. Go through that binder and add things to your agenda, those to-dos. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that I like to do in kind of my notebooks that I had that were similar to that is um, I almost use post-it notes as little dividers. Oh, yeah. I would put a post-it and let it kind of stick out of the top or the side to say this was this conference. And then when I went to a new conference, I'd make a new divider so that I could be like, oh, I remember I talked about that at this conference. And then I could like easily find where those notes were in the notebook. Oh, I like that a lot. Okay. Autumn, I almost want to go get in my car and go to school to work on this right now. I know. I I feel like maybe we should have Skyped from your desk. No, That's what I want to do right now. Okay, so just to review, student work, they turn it in. I look through it or I take it home to look through it. I have my little basket where it lives. Then I either put it in the milk crate, the two file for their memory book, or I return it to them. Okay, pause. You're in kindergarten. I don't think you should be taking homework to look through at home because (laughs) you can set your timer for like 10 minutes and get through everybody. You are right. You are right. We're not reading any long dissertations. But I do like to look at every paper, but you are right. I could set my timer. That could be just part of my end of the day wrap up. Yes. Where I set the timer and just go through it. So then I have a notebook where I'm going to put notes for conferences, et cetera. And I'll put little, you know, those little sticky tabs or something to divide it. So it's like, I know when I go to a new conference and I do need to schedule a little debrief, maybe I do it with like a cup of coffee or, you know, just kind of refresh what. I learned at the conference or pull out ideas I want to try right away. To-dos are not going to go in there. That's correct. Well, even if they do, if you're thinking of something, jot it on a different piece of paper. Or if you do jot it in there, make a time to... I have to pull it out of there and put it onto my real to-do list. Yeah, put it on your real calendar to schedule time for those to-dos. Okay, so then if I have curriculum that's upcoming it goes in that drawer of those six drawers like the monday through friday drawer and then there's a sixth drawer that's for upcoming curriculum master copies are going to go in a folder well but wait remember at your other school you had files that were kind of seasonal and so you had your master copies divided seasonally yeah you're right i don't have to recreate that that worked well for me to have a season each season is marked by a break so before the break started i went through it and said okay what's coming up In fact, I bet if I look in there, I will find my things, my pumpkin things, and I won't have to recreate them. Yes. I think one of the problems with this desk pileup is just looking over there and dreading it slash avoiding it. So therefore, (laughs) you haven't even gotten – because I feel like when you sit sit down with now this information that we've talked through – you're easily able to organize what you have there. It's just been an area that you've been dreading and therefore – avoiding so listeners if we can take one thing from this conversation it's a home for things right autumn (laughs) that's what i'm leaving this conversation with well yeah and i think refocusing on what's the action or how are you going to use this paper and we kind of talked about this a little bit with mail centers we talked about with home papers and so i know we've been talking specifically about papers in a classroom but hopefully you're able to reuse kind of this idea and think about okay how would i use this paper and where can i keep it either papers at work or papers in your home and thinking about an exact spot for them sometimes i just need to sit and talk it through with you autumn it's like i know how to do this but you're right it is avoidance because it's a big job 
It is. It is a big job because you do know how to organize. So let's talk about, okay, this week we're getting ready for the trunk or treat. Yes. However, I still think you can set aside about 15 to 20 minutes each afternoon, maybe starting with the student work. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to work on this desk right now. Okay. And this Wednesday, I'm going to put it in my calendar as soon as we stop recording that Wednesday, I'm going to go through it. What day are you working on the trunk or treat? Well, the trunk or treat's Friday, probably Tuesday is really when I'm working on it. Tuesday, you're going to do your cutouts. Yes. Is it in the afternoon or the morning? It's in the early evening. It's five to seven. Oh, so you can assemble it after school on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So Thursday would just be any, maybe some more paperwork, desk stuff. Okay. Maybe some errands to clear out your trunk. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is exciting. This is really exciting. Okay. I feel like maybe we have one more Skype session on your desk when you get stuck. So maybe we'll do a follow-up to that. If you struggle with paper also, we're going to put in the show notes the other episodes of A to B Podcast where we've talked about paper organization, and that'll be a to bpodcast.com slash 73, and we'll have a few links to our other paper episodes. Oh, and I have to say, a listener sent us a picture of her friend's trunk or treat. I love it. Thanks so much. We love hearing from you. We love your comments. We love hearing what stuck out to you from the episode or what made you laugh or what you're wondering about. So thanks so much for listening along and for sharing your comments with us. That was a Max trunk or treat, Bethany. So don't get any ideas about I that I know. It was Max. It was. I was like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> Maximin Mod. Yes, but thank you so much to those of you who have already subscribed and left a review. Please press that subscribe button so you get an update of when our latest episodes come out. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps to get the word out about our podcast to others. And please tell a friend about our podcast. If you have any ideas to share with us, you can email us hello at awpodcast.com or you can leave us a voicemail 858-480-SPACE, 858-480-7722. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. So many ways to connect. We are here. (laughs) Organizing away. (laughs) I'm sure my husband will not appreciate it if I get in my car and go to school right now. So school will come soon enough. But I'm motivated. The good news, this podcast is going to be recorded so you can play it and get re-motivated to clean your desk. I'm going to listen to our podcast as I organize my desk. And then put on upbeat music. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. I'm feeling like I'm talking to you and my hands are tied behind my back because I want to be on your desk. I want to be going through these papers because I feel like this talking through it is not going to get us to where we need to go here. I'm having a little bit of a hard time.